Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about the Week 3 Wide Receiver Start or Sit decisions you guys are going to be making in your lineup for this week, Week 3 of the 2020 Fantasy Football season. We are going to be going over every single matchup of the week from Thursday all the way until Monday night and talk about which wide receivers I like, which wide receivers I don't like in each given matchup. Now, before I get into the video, I'd like to ask if at any point inside of this video that you guys end up enjoying, to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys dominate your 2020 fantasy football season. And also, before we get into the week three wide receiver starter sit decisions, I'd like to give you guys a word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. Overlay DFS has introduced a new fantasy football game for the 2020 fantasy football season. It is called the Match Up Shop. It is the player versus player game that includes real life aspects of betting with the spread. So pretty much it's fantasy points of a player versus fantasy points of another player just with the addition of the spread. So in this scenario right here, we have Matt Ryan versus Mitch Trubisky. If you bet Mitch Trubisky, you get an additional 8.5 fantasy points, whereas if you bet Matt Ryan, you get it, you lose point, you lose negative 8.5 fantasy points for that game. Who wins head-to-head with the spread is going to be the winner. It is very very simple. Anyone can figure it out. Even I can win on there. So thank you guys all for listening to this spiel real quick. Make sure you guys check it out because you guys do all that research and you want to win some money with it. Make sure you check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. And we are back. Please make sure to check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. Let's get right into it though. Week three wide receiver start or sit decisions. We begin here with the Thursday night game of my Miami Dolphins at the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night football. Obviously, in this game, it's not looking too great for the Dolphins wide receivers. Devontae Parker seems to be banged up. Preston Williams dropped a wide-open touchdown last week up against the Buffalo Bills that could have completely turned the tide of the game and had the Miami Dolphins come out of there eating a W. Now, when it comes to the Jaguars wide receivers, they have a shit ton of them. LaVishka Chenault, Keelan Cole, DJ Chark. Now, it seems like the Dolphins' corners are very banged up. Byron Jones banged up. Xavier Howard banged up. It seems like this might be the DJ Chark field day that we've been waiting weeks for. This could be the game where DJ Chark absolutely dominates a defense, and I really do believe it is going to happen. I could see a top 15 week out of DJ Chark on Thursday Night Football, so he is the only wide receiver out of this game that I'm even really looking to start, unless Devontae Parker clears, and it seems like he's going to be good to go for Thursday night. Even there, I would be kind of cautious of it, considering he may just play while banged up and not be playing as well due to the fact that he is hurt. Moving on now to the Sunday early game slate. We begin here with the Las Vegas Raiders at the New England Patriots. Now, the Raiders absolutely eviscerated the New Orleans Saints on Monday night a few days ago. Just as one would describe as no bueno. It was a very good game out of the Raiders, but I expect them to go into New England, mosey on in there with their cocks in their hand, ready to stroke another one off straight onto another good team. But in reality, that is not what is going to be happening. The only one coming in this game is going to be Bob Kraft at a uh, massage parlor. So with that said, the Raiders, I think, could be good in this game overall as a team, but they don't really have any wide receivers you're going to want to be starting in this game. Ruggs, Edwards, all these guys, very unreliable in my opinion for fantasy football. When it comes to the New England Patriots, there's death, there's taxes, and there's Julian Edelman scoring 12, 15 fucking points every single game. That's just what Julian Edelman does. So I'm going to go with Julian Pedelman as my starter. Nikhil Harry is going to be a sit, but understand that maybe next week Nikhil Harry is going to take that edge, in my opinion, from going from the guy that's on your bench to a guy that can be on your lineup in a weekly basis. It seems like Cam Newton is really starting to develop that strong connection, and they already kind of have a good connection, but that trust in game to heave the ball Nikhil Harry's 
way. So I think Nikhil Harry may have that breakout game this week up against the Raiders, but I think I'm going to go ahead and wait till next week before I start firing him up into my lineup. Next game here, we got the San Francisco 49ers at the New York Football Jets on that dreaded New York Football Giants turf. I should say they're playing up against the Giants. Man, it was a bad news bears for the 49ers last week. Their whole defense ended up getting hurt. It was a very terrible situation. So, now they're playing up against the Giants. But they, their wide receivers are all still dead. Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, all these guys are just no-names, in my opinion, to start this week. Now, Brandon Ayuk's not a no-name player because I personally think he'll be very good in the NFL. But, with that said, he's a rookie. Three games in with Jimmy Garoppolo likely maybe not playing. Maybe it's Nick Mullins. So what do you do in this situation? You fire up Brandon Ayuk. You don't fire up Brandon Ayuk. You don't fire up Bourne. You don't fire up, fire up Muhammad Sanu. You don't fire up anyone except for Darius Slayton in this game. I think he's a super high upside pick, especially up against a hurt 49ers defense. I think he'd have the opportunity to have a nice game here on Sunday. I'm also going to be sitting down all of the other Giants wideouts inside of this game. Next game, here's the Washington football team up against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Now in this game, we'll be starting Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin had a shaky week number one and week number two. He went balls to the wall. He was clapping them cheeks all night long. Took a nice shit right on the uh, the Arizona Cardinals chest, just like Odell Beckham Jr. Also a start likes to happen to him. Now Odell Beckham Jr., I'm going to start him, all right? But just understand, this guy is risky business like the fucking movie, all right? He just is because he did really good week two. Plays like shit week one, right? Now he's got the Washington football team with a good front seven who is going to be able to pressure Baker Mayfield. Will the pressure get to Baker? Will he be able to make the tosses to Odell that he was making early in the first half of the game on Thursday night against the Bengals? I'm not too sure. Would I start Odell Beckham Jr. confidently? No. Would I start him if I had him? Probably, but I hope that you guys watched the trade target video because we talked about how Odell Beckham Jr. to me is a very sell-high opportunity player for this week. I would try to sell him before it kind of goes bad potentially here up against the Browns. I'm starting Jarvis Landry as well, bearing his health. He seemed to be banged up really last Thursday. It seemed like they were going to just start him, and he was kind of a decoy out there. So this week up against the Washington football team, I assume he is in much better health and is able to play much better. I'm sitting down Stephen Hems, Stephen Sims, I should say, in this affair against the Washington, or there, he's on the Washington football team, so up against the Cleveland Browns, but I'm going to be starting Johnny Sins in this game. Next matchup here, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, will the Philadelphia Eagles be able to redeem themselves after getting smacked into the dirt two weeks ago? They got the forehand from the Washington football team, and then they got the backhand, I just did it wrong doesn't matter. They got hit with the forehand, the backhand, like Roger fucking Federer from these two teams, the Rams, the Washington football team. They're just beating them down. They're already dead. They're about to hear the ding, 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 and the guy's fucking dead. It's going to be like uh, the Rocky movie where Apollo Creed fucking dies. That's what's going to be happening here if the Eagles lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm firing up Tyler Boyd in this game. I don't give a damn who the fuck the corners are on the Eagles. Maybe it's Darius Slayton because they realize that A.J. Green is a useless sack of shit, but it probably won't be. Tyler Boyd is going to be fired up up against some no-name corner who he's going to be able to easily torch. We saw him get that garbage time touchdown late in the game up against the Cleveland Browns, and just maybe it won't be a garbage time touchdown this time. I love Tyler. Yeah, Boyd in this game. I'm sitting down A.J. Green, man. A.J. Green just looks washed. Just doesn't look good. Kind of like what I predicted. The injuries have just gotten to him. 
It's just not going to go well for him, even up against the Eagles. So going to go ahead and sit him down this week. Deshaun Jackson, super high upside play, but I would sit him down. This is a good matchup, obviously, up against the Bengals. But when you're playing Deshaun Jackson, you're gambling. It's either you're going to score three fucking points or you're going to score 25. So if you want to take that risk up against the Bengals, go ahead. You are quite the ballsy man, but I am as well. So I would probably start him, but for the sakes of the video... I'd go ahead and tell you to sit him because of how risky the guy is. I'm also going to be sitting down Mr. Jalen Rager of the Philadelphia Eagles. I just don't feel like even up against a soft defense, this guy's going to perform all that well, considering Carson Wentz just has not looked very good the last couple of weeks. Next game here, we got the LA Rams at the Buffalo Bills, and by God, did Josh Allen lay the pipe. For 12 hours a day, or however long the fucking football game was, three and a half hours, that's what he did to my Miami Dolphins. Just individually, every couple of minutes, inserted one more inch of his fucking humongous cock, apparently, into the Dolphins' defense. It was embarrassing. It just was. And it seems like Stephon Diggs and John Brown are just insta-locks to start every single week, even up against the Rams, even up against the treatment of Jalen Ramsey. I just think Stephon Diggs is still going to go ham-bony. John Brown also start because he's not getting the Jalen Ramsey treatment. For the Rams, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, insta-lock in your lineup every single week as well. I've been saying this since week one of the season. It's worked out pretty well for you, so why not believe again, even up against a tougher Buffalo Bills defense. Both teams here going into Buffalo are 2-0, so I'm very interested to see the outcome of this game. I'm sitting down all the other kind of non-vital players to each of these teams. I mean, Cole Beasley wouldn't be surprised if he scored like 9 to 10 points, but you don't really want to be starting that. And then Van Jefferson, obviously like that third piece for the LA Rams offense. Next game here, we got the Houston Texans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers' defense is fucking amazing. Steel Curtain puts up a goddamn wall. You're not going to... I don't think that uh, Watson's going to have that great of a game here. Will Fuller last week put up a goose egg. Yeah, a goose egg against the Baltimore Ravens. Didn't do anything. Took his shit right in your lineup. And then he sat in it. He laid in it. He rolled all around in it like he was a pig or something. And they, they just played so bad. And now up against the Steelers, I'm not really super confident in firing him up again. I would because, you know, having one bad game doesn't mean the guy's a shit player. But I think he will bounce back big here in this week. But up against the Steelers' defense, you definitely have to temper your expectations. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, locks to go into your lineup every single week. Now going up against a Houston Texans defense that I don't think is very good. We should be able to see a field day from Juju and Deontay Johnson. I'm going to sit down Brandon Cooks, Will or I'm not Will Fuller because I'm starting Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. Randall Cobb and Kenny Bones, Kenny Stills. Next game here, we got the Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Chicago, Chicago. Will the Falcons ever be able to win a game? Probably not because Dan Quinn's going to get fired. I hope you guys enjoyed that song. The Falcons, man. Come on, man, as they would say on the television. What the fuck are they doing, man? The Falcons were up by a zillion against the Cowboys, and they get deep dacked by Dak Prescott. The defense just plays atrocious. I don't know what the fuck happened, but here they're playing the Bears. They're playing up against Kissa Titties Tabriskie. I expect this to be a back-and-forth affair. That's what it is going to be, so I'm going to be going ahead and starting Allen Robinson in this game. I understand Allen Robinson has shit the bed twice on you, pretty much. He has fucked you straight in the ass. 
And mind you, he has not even once tried to spit on it or use any lube at all. That's just what he's doing to you. He's ramming you straight up raw dog. And I think that this is the game where he has the big game. It just has to be. That Falcons defense is a sieve. It is atrocious. Allen Robinson should have a humongous week this week and return to back to greatness that Allen Robinson has. Julio Jones played shit last week up against the Cowboys. Drops a touchdown from Russell Gage, the fucking wide receiver. Threw a dime straight down the field and went straight through Julio Jones' hand because as you guys know, when Julio Jones sees the green, he sees that end zone. He sees the fucking Falcons logo in the end zone. He just shits himself. He's like, you know what? I can't catch this because I don't want to score a touchdown. Julio Jones' kryptonite is scoring a touchdown, so he drops that. Doesn't play as well. Has like three points. People are going to get really pissed off about him. Don't play him up against the Chicago Bears. Same thing with Calvin Ridley, one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football right now. This offense is scoring a shit ton of points. It does not matter what the defense they're playing against. So I like Calvin Ridley in this game. And I'm sitting down Anthony Miller. Now in a deeper type of league, I definitely would start him. But him putting up a goose egg last week was definitely a scary sight for your team. Next game here, we got the Tennessee Titans going up against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Now, Kirk Cousins was not liking that last week. They got destroyed by the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor. With that said, I'm still firing the cannons up on Adam Thielen. I just feel like on a weekly basis, he is just one of the safest wide receivers in the NFL. The guy just eats every single week, just gets peppered with targets from fucking Kirk Cousins. I have no idea why the team played so bad last week. I expect a not-so-hot performance up against the Tennessee Titans. But with that said, Adam Thielen should still be able to have a fine game, even if the team is getting bent over. Corey Davis in this game as well. Definitely a good look with A.J. Brown out. Obviously sad to see that A.J. Brown likely going to miss a bunch of time in this season. With that said, though, that makes Corey Davis a must-start, in my opinion, up against a not-so-hot Vikings defense. I'm going to be sitting down Justin Jefferson and Adam Humph Daddy in this game as well. That's what I used to call him. If you guys have been watching me since, like, 2019, the 2019 season, early in the offseason, I used to call him that all the time. So maybe you guys remember that. Maybe that sparked your memory if you've been here for a while. And if you haven't been here for a while, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, like I said at the beginning of the video, I put out content every single day to help you guys dominate your opponents, to beat them down. It's going to be beautiful because you guys are going to be winning all your leagues, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Next game here, we get into the midday slate, the 4 o'clock slate with the Indianapolis Colts against the New York Football Jets in Indianapolis. Now, I have never seen a more boring game, in my opinion, for the wide receivers ever in my life. Sit everyone. Sit everyone. There's no one you could start in this game. Rashad Perriman, Chris Hogan, Jameson Crowder's hurt. Maybe if Crowder plays, you play him. Man, I have no idea. T.Y. Hilton, you're sitting down. Pittman, you're sitting down. I understand there's going to be people trying to play T.Y. Hilton, but you've been trying to play T.Y. Hilton for two fucking weeks in a row, and he just hasn't done anything. So don't start him here, even up against a garbage Jets defense. You would think he's going to have that bounce back game, and if he does, if he plays good, you better ship that man off the second his foot touches the goddamn end zone because that's the most value this man will have all of the 2020 fantasy football season. Next game here, we got the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks gave a very good game. Russell Wilson, they're letting Russ cook over there in Seattle. Russell Wilson looked amazing up against the New England Patriots on Monday night. The Dallas Cowboys obviously... Come back up against the Atlanta Falcons. A solid game from them as well. Seems like you're just going to play every wide receiver in this game. Seems like it's going to be a high score affair in Seattle. Sadly, not in Jerry's world. 
this week. Amari Cooper's a start, but Amari Cooper, remember guys, he'll have these great games, then he'll take a shit right on you, right on your chest, smear that shit in, write his name on your fucking chest, and sacrifice it to the devil or something because he just fucks you in the ass all the time. That's just what he does, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to start Amari Cooper. You're just going to have to because the matchup is too sweet for you not to. Michael Gallup's a start as well. Same thing with C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys for the Seahawks. Metcalf as well as Tyler Lockett are starts every single week as well. As long as they're letting Russell Wilson throw the ball at a very high rate like they have been, I'm going to go ahead and believe in both Metcalf and Lockett on a weekly basis. Next game here we got the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to be firing up Kenny Galladay in this game if he ends up playing. Now, Galladay has missed the first two games of the NFL season, so it is kind of worrisome looking here at his availability coming into week three. Do I think he's going to play? I was thinking he's going to play every single week, so I'm going to go ahead and buy back in. This is the time Kenny G, Kenny Bones ends up playing. I hope so because I see immense talent, and up against the Cardinals defense, we could see something special out of Kenny G. Marvin Jones is really only a start where I'm super comfortable if Kenny Galladay plays. It just seems like Marvin Jones on a yearly basis he averages more half PPR as well as PPR points with Kenny Galladay in the lineup. DeAndre Hopkins is a must-start every single week. This Lions defense is atrocious. He just gets fed by Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray literally looks out of the pocket, right? He fucking gets the ball. He either runs left, runs right, and throws the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. If he doesn't see DeAndre Hopkins, he might throw it to Drake or Edmonds. And then if none of them are open, he probably just runs it or he just throws it to old man Larry Fitzgerald. So DeAndre Hopkins is just the first read on every single play. He's just staring the guy down. He looks right. If he's open, the ball's getting fucking slung over the offensive line in somehow I don't know how because Kyler Murray's like four feet tall navigating the pocket but it doesn't seem to matter because the guy's a beast may be the MVP of the 2020 NFL season if the Cardinals get on a roll here they are 2-0 right now may end up 3-0 at the end of this game I'm gonna be sitting down Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald because the only wide receiver you want to be starting in Arizona is DeAndre Hopkins. Next game here, we got the Carolina Panthers at the LA Superchargers. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in this game at the quarterback position. It seems like Anthony Lynn's talking up Ty God Taylor that he's going to be the starter now. I see no reason for him to be. Why would he? Why would he be the starting quarterback when Justin Herbert, the pervert, went in there up against the Kansas City Chiefs and almost took down the Super Bowl champions in his first ever game in the fucking NFL? I see no reason why he should not start in this game. I have no idea who will start. If he starts, I love Allen in this game even more. I think DJ Moore is going to have yet another good game, even up against a tougher LA Chargers secondary. For me, I'm going to be sitting down Robbie Anderson. He had those two boom weeks in a row. You are Now you're playing up against a tougher Chargers defense, right? playing up against a tough defense. I don't know if I feel super comfortable starting Robbie Anderson. Now, you could, obviously, because he's worth either probably six points or, like, 25 points. So if you're kind of the risky type, kind of the gambling type, you've lost two games, you're 0-2, you need some firepower straight into your lineup. Go ahead and inject Robbie Anderson straight into your veins and fire him up there on Sunday. I'll be sitting down Mike Williams as well in this game, even in a better matchup up against the Carolina Panthers. Next game here, we got the double Bs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Denver Broncos. Now, by God, double B in this game as well. Blake Bortles might be the starting quarterback on Sunday. The fucking boat. Now, Cortland Sutton is hurt. So you're not going to be starting him, obviously. You're going to be sitting down all the Broncos wide receivers because I have no idea who's playing, if it's going to be Driscoll or if it's going to be Blake Bortles. Either way, not super confident in Jerry Judy or any of those other guys. For the Bucks, you're starting Mike Evans every single week. Even up against a tougher Denver defense, I think Mike Evans is going to have his way with them. Same thing goes with Chris Godwin. Obviously, if Chris Godwin ends up playing, didn't play last week, I would probably put it as like a 90% chance that he ends up playing 
this Sunday. Next game here, we got the Sunday night football matchup because you waited all day for Sunday night and you're ready to watch the Saints get plowed by Aaron Rodgers because that's probably what's going to happen in the Saints. I don't know. I don't know. How the fuck does Drew Brees look so bad without Michael Thomas? Can't guard Mike? Can't throw slants, Drew? Because you can't throw fucking slants to Michael Thomas if he's not out there. So I don't know. I don't know. I This just seems like the Packers just roll him. I'm going to be honest with you. Devontae Par- Adams, if he ends up playing in this game, he's a lock to play in my lineup. When he's healthy, this guy is destructive. Aaron Rodgers peppers him with targets. He throws the ball to him even if there's seven dudes on him. He doesn't give a damn because he has the trust in Devontae Adams. They have some type of mental connection that Devontae Adams just knows the ball's in the air. He reaches back like 1-3 and grabs that thing all the time. Trey Quan Smith of the New Orleans Saints would be my start at the wide receiver position given you are in a deeper type of league. That guy ate last week. Emmanuel Sanders severely disappointed. Just don't believe an old man, Emmanuel, up against the uh, Green Bay Packers. For me, for the Packers, I'm sitting down MVS and Alan Lazard. I think both of these guys could end up having a pretty good game up against the Saints, but I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot in this game to slowly dismantle that Saints defense. Considering it worked pretty well for the Las Vegas Raiders last Monday night. Next game here in the final game of the Week 3 slate, we got the Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. In this game, I'm firing up Tariq Hill at all cylinders. Tariq Hill, one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, if not the fastest. Doesn't matter about the matchup because he could torch anyone any given Sunday, and this time it's going to be any given Monday because Tyreek Hill is being a lock in my lineup. Hollywood Brown is also a lock in your lineup due to his speed as well as a super high upside pick. All the other wide receivers, Sammy Watkins, Mecole Hardman, just have not proved it to me to be a starter for the, my fantasy football lineup and because I don't know who's going to be the better guy on the Chiefs on Monday. And then Willie Sneed and all the other Ravens wide receivers are just pretty much useless besides Hollywood Brown and fantasy because it's going to be one random ass motherfucker on that team that scores a touchdown every week and Willie Sneed every couple of weeks because he always does that. So, thank you guys all for watching this video. Again, if you ended up enjoying at all any portion of this video, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I hope you guys had a great time, and I hope you check out my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. So make sure you have a great West, uh, a great West, a great rest of your Wednesday, and see you motherfuckers later with yet another banger of a video. I love you all. Make sure you subscribe. We're almost at 8,000 subscribers. I love you all. Kabooey!